Welcome to the Center for Christian Spirituality podcast. What follows is an audio recording of the weekly contemplative worship service at Chapelwood United Methodist Church in Houston, Texas. For the next 40 minutes, you are invited to engage and rest with scripture, music, prayer, silence, and brief meditations. Our hope is that you will allow wherever you are right now to be a sacred space for you, perhaps by resting in a favorite chair or lighting a candle, by gazing out a window or relaxing outside. A guide for this contemplative worship experience, including prayers, scriptures, and song lyrics, is available in PDF format at www.chapelwood.org. You can visit that same website to learn more about the Center for Christian Spirituality. The Center provides resources for people who seek a deepening relationship with God in a way that transforms their relationship with God, others, self, and the world. We are grateful you're sharing the journey with us today.
Good morning, and welcome to worship in the contemplative tradition here at the Center for Christian Spirituality. It is a delight to be together in this place and in this way. We are beginning a new series of focus um, based on Colossians 1.17, which says, in you, in Christ, all things are held together. All things are held together in Christ. Another way of saying that is all things cohere. So as we take that idea, 
and further enter into this time of worship, I want to invite you to contemplate your own physical coherence um, by maybe closing your eyes, taking a, a deeper breath that goes down into your belly, to feel your feet more um, fully touching the ground, grounded, anchored. And then from your feet, scan on up and imagine how your muscles and tissues and bones are all held together. Feel your hips sitting on the pew seat. Sense your back as it leans against the back of the pew. Notice how your spine aligns. One vertebra stacked on top of the other. Sense how your shoulders are. Give a breath and let them drop. Allow your neck to just to hold your beautiful head up. Notice how your face relaxes. You are put together with such love and you continue to be held together with such mystery. With that in mind, I invite us to read contemplatively Psalm 127 that's printed in your bulletin. We're going to intersperse it with singing this song of Peter's that goes like this. with your hearts while I speak these words aloud. Unless you, O divine creator, build the house, those who build it labor in vain. Unless you watch over the city, the watchers stay awake in vain. For it is in cooperating with you from morn to evening, eating the bread of your word, that we rest in peace throughout the night. strength build a home 
Reverence the sacred gift of life that nourishes all, all who will grow in wisdom, abandoning themselves into the chalice of love. Who will open themselves to the imprint of love's gifts upon their hearts? Unless you, O oh divine spirit, make your home within us, we wander through life in vain. And you, beloved, in your most holy faith, building yourselves up, praying in the spirit of holiness, keep yourselves in the love of God. Look forward to the mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ that leads to eternal life. I am not good at jobs that involve hammers, drills, or saws. <laughs> Do not ask me to hang shelves. Don't ask me to put a nail in a wall to hang a picture. It'll fall. Well, either the project will fall apart or I'll end up injured in some way. But there's one exception to this. Ikea furniture. <laughs> I actually enjoy building <laughs> Ikea furniture. I lay out all the parts in advance, check them against the instructions, inventory all the pieces. I have little cups that all the screws go in and they're all numbered and counted before I begin. And I love following the diagrams. <laughs> I like building IKEA furniture partly because there is a right way 
and a wrong way. You know, either it works properly and it looks just like the pictures, or it doesn't, and most of the time I can figure out what I've done wrong and correct it. And I end up, what ends up in front of me is exactly what I saw in the store. No surprises. As a teenager, I thought Christianity was very much like Ikea furniture. If we're all following Jesus, we would all look the same, believe the same, think the same, act the same. There was the right way for the successful built Christian and the wrong way. And deviation from the norm was definitely wrong. But then I saw a book that asked this question. What if Christianity is less like Ikea furniture and more like building Lego. Everyone gets handled, handed the same bag of bricks, but the way you put it together is uniquely you. I like that. It makes my Christianity uniquely my own. God has created this very unique person called Peter. It makes sense that the expression that, of Christianity that Peter leads will be as unique as he is. There are common elements, Lego bricks that everyone has, but combined in a creative way. And so, after reading that, I began to pull my Christianity apart a little bit and rebuild. Well, what if I move this brick from here to here? What if instead of this blue brick here, that goes down there and this yellow brick goes up here? I think I've lost count of the number of times I have deconstructed little corners and built something different. And I've come to realize something else. There are some bricks that I thought that I had to include that were throwbacks from the Christianity of my younger years. Ones that I thought if I threw that brick out, I wouldn't be a Christian anymore. I've got a very good inner fundamentalist. And sometimes he rears his head and says, well, if you don't believe that anymore, you're not a Christian. And then there are other bricks that my little Linda fundamentalist says, don't touch that. You know, if you, put, if you put that brick in, you're not a proper Christian anymore. There are bricks that I thought I couldn't touch and bricks that I thought I couldn't let go of and God says, I trust you. I love you. Keep building. As it says in the passage in Jude I just read, I trust the spirit of holiness to help me choose and surrender the right bricks. I trust 
the love of God to be with me when the construction doesn't seem to work and I fear I've gone too far. And I trust the mercy of Jesus that keeps me building and deconstructing. Mercy in the building, mercy in the tearing down, mercy in the building of anew. In this cycle that seems to go through life of building, deconstructing, and building anew, where are you today? And know that wherever you are, it is good, it is right, it is loved, and the spirit of holiness is with you. Let us pray. Discerning heart, 
wisdom calls, wisdom leads, her ways are pleasant, her paths are peace, she is the fruit of the tree of life, grown in her discerning heart. I do not ask for wealth or fame, endless riches, greater claim. I ask for one thing in your name. Grant me her discerning Our son, Nathaniel, has a lot of Lego sets that he has acquired over the past few years. And most of them are Star Wars Lego sets. And I admit um, that while he enjoys putting these Lego sets together, I really enjoy buying them for him and helping him put them together. Some of the sets we've put together are, are really very large, um, consisting of like seven bags or more, big bags of, of, of Legos. And you always have to start with bag one, right? And when you finish building with the Lego blocks in bag one, then you have like the first foundation of what could evolve and develop in something grand like the Millennium Falcon which we have. Yeah, it's really big. Many, many bags. But you'd never know it after just bag one, right? Um, it's just the start of something. Um, it's, however, it, it is something that has a kind of coherence to it. And oftentimes, you can play with what was only made out of just bag one. It has enough coherence to it that you can do some things with it and have fun with it. And oftentimes, we get kind of get stuck, you know, at a particular level. And he's just content for it to be that for a while. And then maybe down the road, we'll get the other bags out and we'll, and we'll finish it. Um, but you, you know that there are there are more bags in the box. You know, you know that there's more pages in the instruction manual. You know that it has even more and greater potential, that it can be built into something that's even more functional and, and complex. That if, if you stay with it, and you're building one block at a time and one bag at a time, something more and more coherent and amazing can, can develop. I... I feel like my own faith in spirituality is a lot like this process. 
I started with a bag one kind of faith, so to speak. I mean, it was simple, but it was foundational. I mean, all that came later, all that has come later, um, has been built on that first bag, so to speak. And as I've grown, uh, seemingly more bags have arrived. Uh, New mentors and teachers, new teachings, new spiritual practices that I, I never knew about when I was in bag one or bag two. And using the the building blocks of those bags, my faith and my spirituality have evolved over time. Each phase, interestingly, as I look back on it, um, tends to settle into a kind of coherence, though. Just like, you know, when you finish a particular bag, it it has a coherence to it. It has something that you can use. It's it's been similar in my own journey. Uh, And even um, those distressing and disturbing times or situations in my life when I felt a kind of incoherence actually coincided with the arrival of new bags, so to speak. It almost, it's almost like it forced the new bags to arrive. New ideas, new teachings, new practices, new companions on the journey who have been provided that led to a new phase of coherence and inner harmony with um, that particular time of my life and, and how I was living in the outer world. Uh, a new and more coherent and often complex way of being Christian. In, in building a Lego set, you always have a kind of an ultimate image to which each bag is, is helping you build towards. And sometimes, even in the instruction manual, when you, when you start a new bag, it'll, it'll show you, you know, what it should, should look like you know, once you get through with that bag, which is kind of helpful. It's a, it's a little template that you know you're kind of moving towards. Um, and in the building of the, the Legos, it, it can't be built without Nathaniel's agency or without my agency. We are intimately involved in, in co-creating this set. Um, but we are building the set towards its ultimate image that we see in the instruction manual and that we see you know, on the box. And to me, it seems like in, in a, some mysterious and, and mystical way, Uh, In our life and in the whole cosmos, uh, Christ seems to always be the image that keeps evolving. The the pattern, uh, both the illustrations for each set of bags, you might could say, as well as the ultimate goal, the omega point, uh, the ultimate image. Um, In Christ, all things hold together, all things cohere, it says in Colossians. Uh, In her book, The Emergent Christ, Ilya Delio talks about the the science and the spirituality of Taylor de Chardin, who was a priest, Jesuit priest, but also a paleontologist and, and contemplative. And about him, she says this, Tellyard recognized that there is a unifying influence in the whole evolutionary process, a, a centrating, centering factor that continues to hold the entire process together. 
and moves it forward toward greater complexity and unity. The ultimate mover of the entire cosmogenesis is what he calls it, is something that is simultaneously within the sequence of things as tendency, as desire, as purpose, but it's also in some way in front of the advancing wave of development. It's like it's in its future, beckoning it from from the future as its ideal culmination. He identified this prime mover with God. But as he indicated, classical theology that a lot of us really kind of grew up in assumed that God could be located above. But now, he was saying, he was suggesting, we realize that God could be located both within and ahead of us. So not just God above, but some way God within and God ahead as attracting us towards greater and greater coherence and complexity. That this is the Christ principle within us drawing us towards this. And that even in the, those places that seem chaotic to us, that seem disturbing, or where something's not right in the building of our lives, um, even that is an integral process of something emerging into greater coherence and complexity and purpose. And it ultimately, it's love that is drawing us into this. So as you reflect on your own life, where do you find yourself using this imagery of, of building a Lego set with many bags, so to speak? different phases. I mean, what arises for you? Do you you see ways that you've been, to quote Paul now, conformed to the image of Christ? Not as some static image, as like Peter described earlier, and it was part of my early spirituality, like a cookie cutter. But somehow as you've grown more and more, You're cohered to this image of Christ that's at the heart of all things. That's the the central agency and attractor of love. That is both within you and somehow ahead of you. Attracting you to greater coherence and unity and purpose. What arises for you? What examples do you find in your own life? And... Is it any encouragement to know that no matter where you are right now, you are in this process of coming into greater and greater coherence, conform unique image of Christ that you are in this world right now?
let my heart be changed, renewed, flowing from the grace that I found in you. Lord, I've come to know the weaknesses I see in me will be stripped away by the power of your love. your love surround me bring me near draw me to your like the eagle and I will soar with you your spirit leads me on the power of your love Lord unveil my eyes let me see you face to face the knowledge of your love as you lift in me. And Lord, renew my mind as your will unfolds in my life, in living every day, by the power of your love, hold me close, let your love surround.
things look like they're falling apart on the outside, we can remember that in Christ all things are held together. When the days are so hot and we get to lunchtime and we feel like we just can't go on, all things are held together. When our grass is dying, when anticipating a new school year seems absolutely frenetic, all things are held together. When the political and financial landscape looks bleak, all things are held together. And when we come to this table, we are practicing that very thing. We remember every week that all things are held together. On the night before he died, when Jesus knew it was going to look like all things were falling apart, and he took the bread and he broke it, and he gave it to his beloved ones and said, this is my body, broken for you. And it's going to look like I'm falling apart. But the truth, the truth is that I am held together. And you are held together. And we are all held together in such great love and mystery that all things will be made whole. In the same way, taking the cup and pouring it, he gave thanks, blessing it. And he gave it to his beloved ones, beloved ones saying, take this, drink this, all of you. This is the cup of the new covenant of my blood, of my very life and being that is poured out for you and for many. Drink deeply. Drink deeply in remembrance and in remembrance of me. Let us pray. A living life and sustaining love, help us feel your attracting grace in the universe, which keeps everything from coming apart. May the word of Christ the image of Christ, hold us together with wisdom and love. We give thanks for your word 
and your image and consent to being held by it, to be cohered in it, so as to remain at center with you. We abandon ourselves to you, to your unfolding love in our lives through allowing you to come into greater being and wholeness in and through us as we consent to be your conscious epiphanies of your power, of your wisdom, of your love in this world. We pray in the name of Christ who is the way and our guide and our goal. Amen.
It's been so good to be together today. Thank you for being here and co-creating this time of worship. If you would like a little more time of centering prayer, we invite you to stick around here in the chapel. Um, there'll be about 10 minutes and the folks will gather up here kind of closer to the organ side. Um, so invite you to that. And then at 10 o'clock, over in the Anchor House, um, we're having a fall kickoff brunch kind of thing. And we invite you to come over and to fellowship and to have some more coffee or tea and um, taste something delicious. And then Michael's teaching Sunday school um, and he, in another class in at Chapelwood, and so he will be over as soon as he is done with that obligation um, to then show, tell us about what's happening this fall. And there's some really interesting things that you are going to want to hear about. Um, so don't eat and run. Stick around. Um, so that will happen immediately after, after worship today. Um, and then we begin a new series, this uh, our fall series, or a six-week series on Wednesday evenings at 6.30 in the Anchor House called Pilgrim Tales. Um, there are, are folks in the congregation, the community, that are going to come and share their stories um, with us and their journeys and how they got to where they are at that moment in time. So we hope that you will, um, we invite you to come and build friendship and community and also um, be a companion on the journey. Um, there is, are a couple more spots available for the Pilgrimage of Pain and Hope to the Houston Holocaust Museum. If you're interested in that, you can see Haley at the table here in the foyer, and she'll help um, get you signed up for that. So, as is our habit, the benediction comes from within. Listen for that word or phrase or nudge that the Spirit has brought up in you today. Solidify that. Hold on to that. And then when you are ready, you're welcome to leave this place in silence. And grace and peace be with you.